Hi, everybody. Today's a little different. And um, I think the next few episodes are going to be a little different. I'm doing a series of just kind of chats, like as if I were just talking to you on the phone, or if we were, you know, <laughs> reading out the extrapolated thoughts that were embedded in a text thread. Um, this first episode really focuses in on um, a little bit of my own meditation practice, but with tips and tricks. Um, and it was spurred by just a, a conversation I was having with a friend this morning who had asked me about, you know, what do I do to get out of a funk when I'm in one and I'm just, you know, it's not the right time. I don't want to be in it. And I didn't really, you know, mean to get into it in the first place. And so I'll let that be the cliffhanger upon which you then continue to listen. That's about it. Thanks so much. Hi, everyone. It's Alan. Um, I'm doing a, I'm going to do things a little differently today. I'm not interviewing a guest. I'm actually just um, here as myself to, to talk with you. Um, I had a really interesting morning. At least I think it was interesting. I had some really great conversations with a few friends, um, just in a few like text threads that we're going through. And um, they were centering on some really fun themes. Um, one of them was on meditation and sort of how do you, my friend was like, you know, a little annoyed at her partner and was like, Ellen, what do you do when you're suddenly in a funk and you don't know how to get out of it? Because this isn't really the vibe for what you want to be doing right now. They're getting ready to leave to go on kind of a, like a mini retreat, um, for the holiday with, um, with their new baby. And I was like, okay, that's a thought. And I actually have been doing some, uh, work with that myself. I So just as a, a caveat, I guess we'll just start talking here. Um, I do have a daily meditation practice. It's about a half an hour um, each day. Um, if I'm honest, it's probably five to six days a week. There's usually a day that I end up skipping um, just because I don't get to it. Um, I do have a pretty intense schedule. Um, my husband's a acute care nurse. And so he's on shift three twelves a week. And on those days I'm home with the kids homeschooling and not doing anything related to work. And then a day like today, my husband is home and he's taking the kids out for bike rides. And so I'm hanging out by myself, uh, in my little home office. Um, but so those are like, you know, days where I'm with the kids, I don't get to meditate sometimes because it's a lot from 7 a.m. to 8.30 at night because the 12-hour shift is really 14 hours out of the house because you know how that goes with commute and decompressing time um, for my partner. Long ramble. Anyway, um, so, but like my meditation practice um, is, is very much about clearing out what isn't there or isn't mine. And that's, that's really sort of my focus in my meditation, um, getting my space clearing out my space so that there's just space for myself and not stuff that I'm running through, like a to-do list or a conversation I had, which is really bringing in the energy of other people or other things. And I don't, I don't want that when I'm in meditation. There are about a million and one ways to meditate, um, probably as many ways to meditate as there are people. And so I'm not trying to sit here and teach you what to do, um, but I'm telling you what I'm doing. And within, within that, it's really helped me because to my friend's question about, oh my God, now I'm in a funk and I don't want to be in a funk. What do you do? And I was like, wow, I've literally been practicing this little skill um, acutely in the moment the past couple of weeks. Um, 
the pandemic has done nothing to help my <laughs> tolerance for um, fighting kids increase, right? If anything, like if my kids are in a little thing, I'm just as frustrated at about a hundred times faster than I would have been a year ago. Um, and be, that's a big part because we are all in a small space all the time. And now that the winter is here, we're going outside just a little bit, or I guess the winter's almost here, but we're going outside just a little bit less. And so, yeah, stuff just kind of perks up pretty quick. And it does not serve my kids who are about four and seven or nearly so um, for me to lose my cool with them every time I have to mitigate something. And I've gotten to a place where I start to realize I'm actually getting very angry. And I've gotten really good at articulating to my kids, whoa, hey guys, I can tell that I'm starting to get really angry. And as a side note, I've realized that role modeling my process with my kids is much help, more helpful than me losing my cool and then basically telling them not to lose their cool, right, with each other, because that's very counterintuitive for them. They're like, well, mom's allowed to lose her shit. How come I can't? And so I'm I'm working really hard on um, – not losing my cool with my kids. Um, I wish I were perfect, but that doesn't exist. So let's all let that go out the window. Um, but what I do is I'm saying, hey, guys, I can tell I'm getting really, really frustrated. Um, I can, I feel like I'm not being heard because, you know, this behavior is still continuing. So I need a moment because I know you don't want me to yell and get mad. And they, they hear that pretty quickly because they don't want mom to yell and get mad. They do not like when that happens. And so, um, they know that I have to go into a very quick meditation. I'm like, so mommy's going to meditate really quickly to calm down. And I'm, and I'm going to, you know, and there's a whole other thing that I do that I'll tell you about in a second that sort of gives them a construct for what I'm doing. But, um, I'll, to tell you what it is, is I sit and I go into meditation and I start to think about my space as like, maybe like a bubble around me. And I can feel the anger running through me. I have a hot temper. I've had a hot temper my entire life. And um, the pandemic has helped me learn that stuffing away my hot temper and acting nice is not very helpful. And actually dealing with my hot temper is really helpful. And one of those things I've done is I've kind of been able to articulate my hot temper as actually not me, as just like a, a, a thing that's like floating in my space all of the sudden and poking at me to get me to react, right? To get me to have a reaction. And yeah, granted, I have a meditation practice. So I'm able to catch this in the moment a little bit better than I would have ever, ever have been able to in the past. But when I'm meditating, really briefly, this takes about 30 seconds to a minute for me at this point. And I'm thinking, of, recently I sat at the dining room table. One kid was to my right. One was sitting across. We were eating a meal. And I just said, mommy needs a minute to meditate. I'm, I'm, I'm getting really frustrated. And I closed my eyes. And I just was like, I'm not my anger. And I it's almost like I could see this little red orb like pull out of my body and go back into the sphere around me. And I was like, what's your message, right? Because the feeling is coming because there's a message to be delivered. There's some kind of thing I need to know. And like, it's a very simple message in this case. It was like, oh, I need more space. I need space for my kids for about 10 more minutes so that I can like not feel overwhelmed by whatever they're doing, which I don't really need to get involved with because no one's in danger, right? They can have a little 10 minute spat with one another and be grumpy. That's okay. I can let that happen so I can get my space. And so that was the message from like this recent one was like, oh, I need a, I need a minute. I need space. And I certainly don't want to stew in like this child did this and this child did this and they're arguing and it's making mommy crazy, blah, blah, blah. Like that 
Okay. And even talking like that, it doesn't feel like me. So it's, it's just terrible, but I, I do have, and I've recognized this and very helpfully had it pointed out to me that I do have an addiction loop with anger. Like I almost like how I feel when I get angry because I get to have such a powerful release out of it. Right. Because I mean, I think I've already given the spoiler alert, like I've got a hot temper and it, if I've bottled up the feelings in the past, it feels very good to let that pressure release valve go. But it's very, 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 very damaging, right? Especially to small people, especially to small people in a house that you're in a house with them for a lot of the day. And so it's not an option. Like I, it's just functionally not an option to let me, to let myself go there because I need them to grow up as healthy and balanced as they can be. Um, you know, it's not going to be perfect. They'll probably still want some therapy later from me too, I'm sure. But, um, like that's, that's kind of the thing. And so it's like, I also don't want to let it run. I don't want to let the anger run me. I want to be the one in charge. And so this is a little bit of my trick for managing that emotion. And, um, so yeah, that red little red orb of anger, I'll look at it and be like, okay, that's the message. That message of space feels really, really good. I'm going to let that happen. And I kind of watch the anger sort of honestly either float down to my feet and into the ground or sort of just drift out of my space and pop. And that's kind of the the rest of the visualization of that meditation. And this is taking place over the 30 to 45 seconds or minute that I'm sitting at the table with my eyes closed, breathing slowly, right? And my kids just at this point, because mom's a little weird, mom does this, like they just, they roll with it, you know? And then I would open my eyes and I say, okay. And I'm honest, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm feeling a bit better, but I do need a little bit of space right now. So I'm going to take some space. So I would like to ask you both, you know, and like, I give them their instruction for what I would like them to do, whether or not they do it is completely up to their moment. Right. But something within the realm of safety and I never leave the house, right. They're young. I can't just leave, but I get my space. And, um, it, it really helps me a lot as a parent, but it also really helps me functionally as a human, right? Because anger would come up for me in many, many situations in the past. I mean, people who have worked with me within the past 10 to 15 years can probably remember a moment where Ellen got pissed and it was like not a pretty sight. And, you know, it's fine. Sometimes it served its purpose, <laughs> Other, but usually in a way that had some uh, collateral damage that wasn't great. Right. And I can really appreciate that. Um, but this has been good. And I want to share with you a little bit the construct for any of the parents who might be listening of what I've kind of done around some management of um, emotions that has been really helpful, particularly to my um, three, almost four year old. Um, we have a book in our house called The Color Monster. And I don't remember the author, but I know if you Google The Color Monster, you will find this book. Um, it's awesome. And it's a book about organizing our emotions. And at first I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, this little girl's helping this monster put all of its emotions into jars to bottle them up. And I kind of read that in a, like a little bit of a negative way, but I realized it was the opposite of that <laughs> after like reading the book and watching how it affected my daughter and how she asks for me to help her sort her feelings out now in a really awesome way. And so the premise of the book is basically that there's a monster and it's got a whole bunch of colors inside of its body. And the little girl says, oh, I see you feel really jumbled up with your feelings. Can I help you organize them? And she gets different jars to put the red, which is anger, into one jar, the blue, which is sadness, in another, and black, which is fear, in another, and yellow, which is happiness, green, which is calm. 
And my daughter and I have come up with a few other colors um, to help explain some other feelings that she has. But we use that. And then the color monster feels a lot better because it understands where all of its feelings are and it can choose the ones it wants to pick up. And I mean, I can honestly see how this has influenced a little bit of my visualization and my meditation because it really, really helps. But my daughter now will come up to me and she'll be saying, mom, I'm feeling confused with all my feelings. And I'll say, oh, do you want to sort them out? And she'll say, yes. And what is so delightful, I, I kid you not, this literally happens in my house. Like, I don't know, once a week, every so often, every few days if she needs it. But we'll sit down and I'll ask her, I'll say, okay, what color do you want to do first? And she'll tell me what color it is. And I'll say, okay, and where is it sitting in your body right now? And then she'll point to the part of her body. Sometimes it's funny, like it's her toe or it's her knee or elbow, or sometimes it's pretty like on point where where I would imagine feeling that it's like in her chest or her throat, right? Like anger or sadness or something. And then I'll just use my magic wand hands, right? And we'll just make a little like whoop and we'll pretend to suck out the energy and then we'll get a pantomimed jar. The kids learned about mimes recently and so they're really into play acting like that. And um, so we'll pantomime putting the colors into different jars and sealing them up and putting them onto a shelf. She really likes to store the jars on our dog. So our poor little dog is absorbing all of the (laughs) jumbled up feelings lately, but he seems to be okay with it. And, um, but then I I have two jars of, or they happen to be two, the green and the yellow, because green is calmness and yellow is happy. And um, we have two jars that always, we just say that they always replenish. They have as much as we need in them. And we can add to ourselves if we feel like we don't have enough of the calmness or the happiness once we take out the anger and the sadness, right? And this is not about not allowing her to have those feelings. This is about allowing her to choose when it's too much for her and she feels overwhelmed to take some out, right? Like there is no restriction of the ability of my kids to feel their feelings in our house. And that's, that's part of this, right? And so, but at the end of it, I'll ask, and now do you want to fill up with anything that you need extra? And she'll always ask for some of that yellow sunshine and a little bit of green calm. And so I just pick those pretend jars up like salt and pepper shakers and shake them all over her. And she literally just giggles, right? And from the grunt disgruntled kind of grumpy mess that she may have been about 10 minutes earlier she is so much more like content going through this little process and I have to tell you the feeling of the energy of it just feels very real I also tend to just feel lighter and happier doing this exercise with her so I guess uh this this little mini episode is all about that is all about like feelings and a little bit of meditation practice and some some tips and tricks that I do with my kids that really help and I think they really help during uh you know 2020 but probably beyond um because we we do have to we are being pushed to to move into establishing a new baseline for ourselves like going back to quote unquote normal <laughs> And another text thread I was writing with a friend of mine just really isn't going to happen. There's just been too much that's been churned up that we can't ignore now, right? And so we're being asked to confront those difficulties. And I'm really grateful because one of those things for me has been my anger. Um, You know, I've done, I've had therapy, I've talked with counselors, um, and I just am really open about it with my husband and family. And I understand a lot of the roots of where some of the stuff for me comes from, um, just because, I mean, 
I, I live and breathe doing this kind of personal development work. So it's very interesting to me. And I think it's important for me to acknowledge as a coach that I'm not perfect and I'm not aiming for perfection. I'm aiming for understanding. And I think it's really important for all of us um, to, to be open to that, even though it can be very scary. And so I just wanted to share that part of my process, a little bit about who I am. And, um, oh yeah, that's about it. This is a fun, fun little ramble. Um, let me know if you liked it. I do want to ask, I never remember to ask this, please do subscribe to the podcast. Um, go ahead and also to help other people find it. If you find it interesting, do, um, give it a rating, um, and write a review. I would love that. And, um, yeah, that's it. Thanks so much. Have a great day. And we're coming right up on the holidays here. So happy holidays. Happy holidays.